This is the Follow Jesus Discipleship Series. Come along and let's go deeper together. Hi, how are you? Welcome to episode 6 of the Follow Jesus Discipleship Teachings or Series. How have you been? I believe you have been well. We thank God for how far he has brought us and where he's taking us to. We are grateful and we believe and trust that by his grace we will follow him every step of the way. Um, today I'm going to try and answer two questions and we'll just go straight into it. Um, I have questions from Dooney and Layla. And um, Dooney says, how can we be consistent in studying the word and in prayer? Um, this um, question, I believe I, I answered in the third episode that talks about how, why, and what. Um, you will, it will be good that you go through that episode again, Dooney. It will help and you'll get some good information from there and revelation as well. But I'll just talk a bit about this um, question. And I'll go back to the same scripture that we've quoted before, and that's in Joshua 1.8 that talks about, you know, this book of the law not departing out of our mouth and how we meditate on it day and night so that we may observe to do according to all that is written daring. And so our way will be prosperous and we'll have good success. So um, to be consistent, we have to be deliberate. It's not just something that we wish. It's not something that we, we want, but we don't work towards, no. If you want to be consistent, you have to be deliberate about it. You have to be deliberate about your time. You have to be deliberate about your, your, what you occupy your time with. You know, it will help you in being consistent with a thing. And um, I would say concerning that as well, that um, when you know that what you're doing is right, when you have been able to test and prove that what you're doing is right, according to the word of the Lord, and I'm talking to believers, once you have been able to um, ascertain that what you're doing is right, the next thing to do is keep doing it. I mean, that sounds so easy, but that's just the way. You have to keep doing it, keep at it. If you know that it is right and the Lord has asked you to do it, you just have to keep doing it. I mean, either it's something the Lord said you should do or it's in studying the word or in prayer, you know that it is right to study the word and you know that it is right to pray because prayer is communication and you want to talk to God. And in studying the word, you know God more. We, we grow in, in the knowledge of God. So these things are right to do. And because we have established that it is right, what you need to do is keep doing them. That's the only way to be consistent. Keep at it. Show up to do it. Make sure you set a time and you are deliberate about keeping that time. Make sure that you, um, you do it consciously. Don't just make it a thing that, oh, if I feel like today I would study or pray if I don't feel like. No, you have to consistently study the word and pray. So if you set a time, for instance, in a day to do that, I would always say that you can do it 
anytime, meaning you can listen to the word or read the word. If you're on the move, you can actually listen. If you can't, you know, sit down to read it. But whichever one it is, when you set a time to do it, if you say you're going to read the word in the morning or you read it in the evening, keep to that time. Don't let anything else occupy or take over that time. And I know we can say, well, things come up, we can be busy. Yes, things will forever come up. That is life. Things will forever come up. But then the things you have set out to do, you can keep at them and do them if only you be consistent with them. If only you will see the impact of that thing, of reading the word and praying in your life, then you just have to make sure that you create time for it. That's the only way. You have to create time to study the word. You have to create time to pray. No matter how busy your schedule is, you have to deliberately create time to pray, to study, to worship, to read the word of God, whichever one it is, create the time. And once you have created the time and you know that what you are doing is right, do it. That's all I can say. Do it. Make sure you do it. Show up to do it. If you fix an appointment with God, I always do that. He's going to keep his part. You keep your part as well. Show up and read the word. And he's going to give you the grace to read. Even if it's all you can give is five minutes. When you show up and you are deliberate about that five minutes, you won't know when you start doing 10 minutes. You won't know when you start doing 15, 20, 30 minutes. Just show up and do it. All right. And um, for Layla, Layla said, how do you reconcile what happens in your secret place and on the stage? I will say that again. How do you reconcile what happens in your secret place and on the stage? So I believe Layla is um, trying to ask, I mean, our question was, was more than this. She was really talking about, oh, Ma, how do you, every time you minister, you just seem to be in the right place, if I can use the word. And so she was asking, how, how come I am, like I bring the secret place to the altar, like to, to the stage, like how come, how can you do that or how can you achieve that? I pray the Holy Spirit help me with this one. Um, I would say, Leila, I there is no public place for me without a secret place, right? There is nothing. I always say this about myself and I say this to myself. There is nothing I have to offer except what Jesus gives to me. I am not that smart. I am not that brilliant. Whatever it is that you see in me, that you admire, it is what Jesus gives to me. And this, um, the transfer of these gifts is done in the secret place, right? What people enjoy and, you know, you minister and it's powerful and they go, wow, it's amazing. It doesn't start on stage, it actually starts in the secret place. And because I understand that that's where the real deal is, 
I can't, um, the first thing I've done is to familiarize myself with that place. I have to know that place, you know, the secret place. I have to be familiar with it. It's, it can be something I visit or a place I visit once in a while. If it's a place I visit once in a while, obviously every time I come out, you will know that I have not been anywhere. So I have to be familiar with the secret place. I have to love the secret place. I have to live a life of the secret place. There is no, I, I try, my goal every day is to leave my secret place and, and the public place should be just one, right? So I have to be familiar with my secret place. I have to be sure of my relationship with Jesus. I use that word sure because we have to be sure. When you don't have a relationship, you know. And when we have a relationship, we also know. So I have to be sure of my relationship with Jesus. And the way to be sure of my relationship is to actually have one. If I don't have a relationship, I can't fake it. It won't work. So I have to be sure first that I have a relationship with Jesus. And I have to be familiar, not in the disrespectful sense, but I have to love the secret place. I have to dwell in the secret place, not visit once in a while, but dwell there that everything about my life in and out of the prayer closet is actually oozing out the secret place. So there is no stage for me. There is no... Um, public place for me without the secret place. And I believe that's how it should be for every believer. We don't have anything to offer. As a believer, we are representing Jesus Christ. And is whatever he gives to us, we give. We have nothing of our own. So we have to love, be sure of our relationship with Jesus. Love the secret place. Be familiar. Be conversant with your, with the secret place, with your fellowship, your relationship with Jesus. That has to be established. Be sure of it. Because when you are sure, it doesn't matter where you are standing. Whether it's in, you know, a room or is on a big stage or is before 20 people or, if, or is before two people or is before just him alone. You are sure of your relationship with him. And it is the overflow of that relationship that we give in the public place. It is the overflow of that secret place that we give in the public place. So I said, be sure of your relationship with Jesus. For us believers, there is no stage without the secret place. There is no stage. There's nothing we are talking about. There's nothing we want to say. If Jesus has not said, we should say. There's nothing we have to say as believers. We don't have our own opinions. We don't have our own ideas. We display the ideas and the opinions of Jesus Christ. That's what we do. And I wrote here that, we should die to 
impressing people. You see, for you to be able to reconcile your secret place, that's what takes place in your secret place, that's the kind of worship you enjoy in your secret place, with your public place or your stage, you need to die to impressing people. You see, this thing I'm talking about, impressing people, has cost a lot of people where, you know, you just want to wow the crowd. We just want to, um, we want to make an impression in the heart of people. We want to leave them with an impression of us. And sometimes we say it's actually the impression of Jesus we want to leave. But then when we look back, we see that it's actually us that we are trying to impress on the people. And in, because of this, we go out of line. We go out of the way, the order. We go out of the route Jesus has set for us. We go out of it. And we start to do things based on what we are seeing, the reaction we are seeing from the people. Then we start to change the narrative. We start to change what Jesus said and just to impress the people. So if you're singing a song, for instance, for someone that sings or that leads worship or a lead worshiper, and um, you're singing a song and it looks like the people are not responding and you, started, you start to feel, um, I think what would be good to do is to change the song to something that will, you know, make the people jump or react or get a reaction from the people. And in so doing, we leave what Jesus said to do. And we start to feed off the... Um, the expression of the people as opposed what Jesus thinks and what Jesus is expecting of us. So we have to die to impressing people. You can't, we can't impress people. They will never, ever be satisfied. They will never, ever be satisfied. So it pays us, it pays us to just focus on Jesus and not impress anyone. And I also wrote here that we should be more conscious of our lover than the people. Be more conscious of Jesus than the people. And that's one thing I try to do because like I said earlier, I don't have anything to offer. And so if I don't have anything to offer, if I'm looking up to Jesus, then I have to be conscious of him to see if he's taking a step of it, or if he's just staying put and he's not moving, or if he wants to move ahead, or if he wants to just stay there, I need to be conscious of him. I need to follow him. We need to be conscious of him and follow him. So I cannot be conscious of anybody else but my lover. I have to be conscious of Jesus to be able to know what he wants to do per time. So I said, we need to be conscious of our lover than the people. So you're preaching, you're worshiping, you're reciting a poem, you are dancing, whichever way you're expressing what Jesus has said to do. Be conscious of what Jesus wants to do. 
and not what the people want. And so that's why when I come before people, I can't do anything. And because I'm sure of my secret place, I can't do anything different. If you tell me to do anything different, I'll be using um, Saul's armor and it's not going to work. Though it's meant to protect me, it's just going to end up being one of the things that will bring me down because it's not meant for me. But when I am sure of my language with Jesus, of my relationship with Jesus, of the secret place, I can't do otherwise regardless of wherever you put me. I have to just do what I am sure of and what I know. So wherever it is I find myself, I will be true because I am sure. My secret place is not a lie. My secret place is not fake. It is real. So if you put me in front of people, it will still be the same because I have no other life. It's not like I have the secret place, you know, that is true. And then I also have the people's place. No, it is just the secret place. And so that's what comes out wherever I find myself. And I love this scripture. It says in John 12, 32, it says, if I, if I be lifted up, from the earth, I will draw men unto me. And this is one scripture I love so much because I cannot draw men. I can't draw the attention of men. There's nothing I can do. But Jesus can draw men unto him if I lift Jesus up. So my concern is to lift him up wherever I find myself. I don't care who is watching. I don't care who is looking. Jesus just has to be lifted up. And I will say also that you should not be under pressure. I think sometimes that's part of the reason you see someone, you know, you know them to be this and then they come before people and they are totally something else because they are under pressure and the pressure is to impress or to you know, give the people what they want or to leave a lasting, you know, um, um, impression of, of themselves, you know, to the crowd. And then you change who you are. You change what you're used to. You start to use Saul's armor and you feel woefully. So our primary concern as leaders in whatever form is to project Jesus, is to magnify Jesus. And we do that unapologetically. We are not ashamed to do that. If we're sure of our secret place and we are sure of our relationship with Jesus, we won't do otherwise when we get in front of people. What we do in the secret is what we will do in the open. So be conscious of your lover, Jesus Christ, more than the people. Be sure of your relationship with Jesus. There is no stage without the secret place. The only person we want to lift up is Jesus and nothing else. And I believe this is how we can reconcile what happens in the secret place and on stage. So, 
Don't be under pressure to impress anybody. The only one you want to impress, if necessary, is Jesus. He just wants you to do what he said to do. That's all. Just follow his leading. Follow his advice. Follow his ways. Don't do it differently. Don't do it another way. So I believe I'll round off this episode to the end. By God's grace, next week, it'll be episode seven. I love you and God bless you. We hope this episode has been of great help to you spiritually. We'd love to answer your questions. Please send them as a direct message on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Also leave them as a comment on YouTube. You can also send them via mail to Jesus and Ministry at gmail.com. God bless you.